I like、uh, the idea of autonomy, as in being able to ask some entity, human or machine, to do a task that I don't want to do, so that I can immediately archive it. One of the more notable truths to emerge in the digital age is that, as complicated as software may seem, the people using that software remain infinitely more so. This is especially apparent when it comes to scheduling meetings. Lives are difficult to coordinate, and people may not always remember the numerous requests coming their way. So it may be fitting that software is being developed now to manage the people. Our guest on this edition of Uptech Report is Dennis Mortensen, the co-founder and CEO of X.AI, a company offering a very simple but powerful tool—an AI assistant that can reach out to your associates and schedule the meetings for you. Dennis, I'm excited to be talking with you right now and hear more about X.AI. To begin, can you share the the concept of it in five seconds, very brief? What is it? Sure. We schedule meetings. That's it. There is no slide two. That's the end. Why the name X dot AI? Just one letter, short URL, or if you're doing anything on the internet, there's something romantic about a single letter domain. Whatever you do, and you and me can come up with all sort of sorts of brand stories, but if we're just a little bit geeky, a single letter domain, oh, I'll give up one of my children for a single letter domain. I say that is. Gold. <laughs> putting putting that aside, we certainly like the idea of people imagining an agent setting, and we can then append the dot AI. It's not that I think AI is always a good moniker, but it certainly gets people thinking, and that's perhaps just enough to kind of say, "Oh, why is it that?" Dennis and team is taking a different take to that of, say, Calendly. There might be something here. Let me at least、uh, give it a whirl and see whether it's different. That's one. Two. I like the idea of kind of X marks the spot in your calendar, and、uh, if the domain is available,、uh, take it. I bought it at auction, by the way,、uh, before we started the venture. That was、uh, not cheap. <laughs> I can imagine this concept of of differentiating, though. Right in the name .ai.、Um, pros and cons to it. Marketing term. Many people just pull it in, but truly, I think you, if I can say this correctly, you went from the heart of it. No, truly, we want it to be run through natural language processing. Can you share then a bit more details of、uh, about the technicalities of how it is different from Calendly or other features out there? I like、uh, the idea of autonomy, as in. Being able to ask some entity, human or machine, to do a task that I don't want to do, so that I can immediately archive it. So I'm an inbox zero kind of guy, and the worst thing that can happen to me is not many emails. As in, people have this idea that, oh, Dennis, you must be dying on the inside, given this promise you made to yourself of not leaving the office before you hit inbox zero. No, that's the easy part. As in, there's no difference between 80 and 120. No, what I really hate are things that I can't remove from my inbox because there's a dependency on another person. As in, I am waiting for you to reply to me. So what do I do now? Do I keep it, or do I trust you 
to reply to me. I don't trust anybody. So I need to leave it in my inbox. Now, with Amy and Andrew, there's this level of, again, autonomy is certainly a grand word, but forget about that. The fact that you can ask them to set up a meeting so that I can immediately archive it because it's now on them to assemble the email, reach out to you, reach out to you again, reach out to you again, and then mention to you that this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to be pinging you. And if you don't respond, I'll have to go back to Dennis. And you're still being tardy, going back to me X number of days later and say, hey, Dennis, I actually reached out uh, on Monday and on Wednesday and on Friday, but I didn't get any response. So you should probably reach out yourself. Oh, fine. And then I can take whatever action I want. That is certainly very distinct to how we attack this. But where, and there's nothing wrong with that of sharing a link. We have all the kind of calendar pages and single URLs and combined calendar pages and teams and round robin, all those things that you should have as a calendar platform. And it's very similar to uh, Calendly. And sometimes that is what you need. So speaking of then not, not pivoting and moving forward, this, this journey of now uh, six years in the six years into this, what do you see in the near term, the next year or so that you're working towards your roadmap and in the long term, five, 10 years, what are you working on? Where do you see you're headed? We might have at least initially underinvested in the scheduling engine. So if you think about what we do, it is one thing to understand what is going on in the universe. So think about a self-driving car. You see some object in front of you. You might even understand what it is, but you now need some engine that can decide what do I do with what I now know. Uh, if you see uh, an object which is unidentified, but the prediction suggests it's a plastic bag, but you're not sure it could be a baby, you now need a decision engine for what to do next. Uh, and if you're not sure, and it's a self-driving car, I suggest you uh, slow down and stop. Um, and if it's a meeting, you also need to have an idea of what do I do with the information which I have. And that scheduling engine have become extremely robust. But for us, it was uh, unfairly invested in. So now it's almost kind of tilted where a lot of what we do, if you think about uh, even just a calendar page, if you go to uh, calendar.x.ai slash Dennis, what you will see is different kind of meeting templates of mine. But they're not just three times on my calendar. No, they are availability extracted from a scheduling engine based on what does Dennis's calendar look like right now? What are the particular constraints for this particular template? What other promises have I made for Dennis in this very moment? And given all of that, what can I safely present to people so that if they click something, they are not only happy, Dennis is also happy. So it looks very simple on the guest end, but it's become this kind of very complex and very interesting kind of scheduling engine. So that uh, uh, I certainly uh, like. And to then answer your question, what is it that we're looking at right now? And what is it that we're doubling down on? We are certainly doubling down on that scheduling engine so that you can extract that availability and expose it in many forms, in many places from Dennis, I just need a quick way to quickly extract the five times I can give to somebody. Okay, let me provide you a function for that. Uh, Dennis, I need to have a quick uh, page I can just uh, send people to for where 
it adheres to these rules, let me give that to you. Then it's, I really need uh, the flexibility of being able to describe an ad hoc meeting on the fly in natural language. I think you uh, spent years on that. Yeah, let me provide that to you. But it's all rooted in the same scheduling engine. And we want to expand on that complexity where, say, I run a team of uh, SDRs, 11 salespeople, and any new customer coming in, you probably need to qualify in some capacity. That customer doesn't care who they speak to. They just want to speak to somebody as soon as possible. I also want them to speak to somebody as soon as possible. So I need the engine to just kind of see, okay, of all these people, with what the customer asks, who's available first and who's the best fit, and how can I connect these two? So these are all these kind of cases where when explained, yeah, 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 I get it. That's just a thousand of those cases, and I need to support all of them. That is uh, where we're doubling down, and it's not necessarily as uh, visible on the front end. Now, then on the front end, I would really like to make sure that we are present and uh, available in any context where you talk with other people about meeting up. So today that is certainly on the web, uh, in email, on Slack, but you speak to people in other channels, uh, LinkedIn, uh, messaging, and so on and so forth. I should be in any one of those channels. So you don't have to do context switching. That's one uh, on top of that. And then lastly, uh, I would like us to kind of integrate with other solutions that kind of come along with the meeting. So whenever you do a meeting, there's typically a set of associated chores that come along with it. So you're in Manhattan in August, as we just agreed, we should probably meet up for sushi. But if Amy is scheduling the meeting and we agree it's a lunch thing, she knows me, she knows you, she knows it's lunch. Why are you not just logging into my open table and booking a table at Paros? As in, that's actually not rocket science. As in, you don't need any data science, you need some engineering, but it's actually not something that's uh, hard or, you know where my office is at. You know I'm at my office. You booked a meeting there. You know the next meeting is in Midtown. Why am I even pulling out my phone and trying to book an Uber? Why is that not just down? The, why don't I just walk out the door and it's there? You, you know exactly how long it's going to take me to get there. So just book it. I don't want to deal with that. So we want to have all these additional chores attached to it. And we do some of it today, like uh, a... Zoom meeting. So you and me actually ended up uh, crisscrossing a little bit because I asked my agent to set up a meeting and ask, it, ask for it to be a Zoom. She will log into my Zoom account, extract a distinct URL, attach that to the meeting. So I don't have to, right? Or do the same with uh, Microsoft Teams or Google Meet. Or if you're here at the office, look at my resources, book a meeting room so I don't have to, right? This whole kind of in-office fighting for who got a meeting room, just find one which is available and I'll go there. Be sure to check out part two of my conversation with Dennis in which he offers some important insights on why you should avoid falling in love with your solution for the sake of the solution.